Hear that? That's the sound of someone trying to steal your crypto. Every day, thousands of hackers online are doing the same. That's why Arculus uses air-gapped cold storage technology to protect your assets. Using our keycard and wallet app to form a protective barrier, Arculus insulates you from hackers and puts control of your digital assets back in your hands. Order the first truly air-gapped crypto wallet at GetArculus.com. Welcome to Grit and Gravitas with Anne and Annie, bringing you savvy, spirited stories of success. We're excited to deliver 30 minutes of inspiration, impact, and goodness. We'll be bringing you guests and friends from around the country who have very special work and personal journeys. I'm Ann Dieter Gallagher, your co-host with Annie Carnathan, and this is Grit and Gravitas. Let's go. Annie Carnathan, I can feel the energy in the room. You are on today. It's it's <laughs> my time. My morning's my time, right? What's Yay! your biological clock telling you is when you, you know, sing the loudest, your heart is fullest and you know, very, very early in the morning, right? Not not a lot has the potential to go wrong yet. <laughs> so <laughs> Wow, that's a that's a thought. So we are have a focus on savvy spirited stories of success. Uh, this is episode two. Episode one was today is the day. That was our emphasis. Like, we're, we're going to stop talking about this. We're just going to do it. So I'm super excited to be on this journey with you. And now we're going to tell, uh, you get to reveal to the listeners a little bit about your journey, which is a non-traditional path to the C-suite. But let's, we'll back it up here and boop, tell, boop, boop. <laughs> tell us, us a little up. bit about Annie Carnathan and who you are. So, uh, you know, who I am is is really what you see. There's a lot of transparency there. Uh, I uh, began my career when I was still a senior at Shippensburg University. Somebody told me radio stations needed salespeople. So I rearranged my whole schedule and I'm selling radio you know, three days a week, going to school full time. And if I can tell you, um, a ball of lava, this, this raging <laughs> inferno. And, and, and honestly, to tell you at some point, it was just a ton of anger that just had to sort of find its way very much a wild child, not a great book learner. I'm more a street savvy EQ emotional okay. person. And I have spent my entire career in sales being, um, sort of my value, right, is is in what I produce. Mm -hmm. And I like I don't like anyone telling me what my value is. I want to wake up every day and I want to say this is what my value is. That's why you're so successful. And and, and and it's it's sales. So I don't look at that as something um negative at mm -hmm. all. I mean when it's my time to go and be on the other side, I think that I will, with pride, say I was just a phenomenal salesman. And it's a part of business that's essential. Not that anyone else isn't. But until or unless someone sells something, there's not a whole lot for anyone else to do. And what that has been is a very, to your point, circuitous path. Yeah. And now if someone would have said I came to Universal to ascend to this, I would have said that was never a thought in my head. I was barely able to make it in the first two years. So it, it, it is about what you're open to. 
and what you're willing to have life define for you versus what we're, we're really concerned as women with what people think of us. And the last I looked, I'm not ever going to be able to make everybody happy. <laughs> right? I'm an acquired so, taste, yeah, right? So I love that. And I've used that when people say, tell me about Annie Carnathan. I said, I, I love your self-definition. But go back uh, a tinge of a minute here. You pursued radio sales in college. That's not really, I think, the first job opportunity I would think of because we went to the same college, yay. Ship, hip, hooray, baby. Uh, well, Not you know, at the same time. So, so I was a radio television major and I was a speech minor. No basket weaving, no bowling, right? And I always felt like I had something to say. And you will hear me say over and over and over again that everything in life injects something into you, everyone, every experience. But at the end of the day, it's an inside job. And... It's all going to come down to me. And people can do what they do. Experiences can take you to dark places, to euphoric places. But all of these things make it about me, right, and how I define that. But when, when, a, when, a, when a friend called and said, hey, you know, there's all these radio jobs. I had worked full time since I was 15. and Great work ethic. Great work ethic. And I still think I don't necessarily outsmart people. I outwork them right? And I'm open to everything. And that's a big vulnerability because a lot more scars when you're that way. And I thought, wow, like I did this as a project at Shippensburg. I went into town and found a tanning salon and we did this. I was like, <laughs> how hard can it be? And really, I love people. Like if, if, if you and I are here and then all of a sudden there's 10 people in the lobby that I don't know, I'm going to be torn about staying with you or going out to meet 10 new people. So that's a natural part of, to me, True sales, where you're sort of, hate the term, right? Cold calling, but you know, you're really just talking to people. And I always looked at it as like, well, you have a need and I have a product, and so right. do they fit. And if they don't, I'll be the first one to tell you because I can't make money unless I sell something, so I'll be on my way. That's where PR comes in and helps you and, and the sales teams because we amplify that story. And I often say, it's not a business advantage if I don't know how great you are. Like, I, I can't buy your product or pay for your service if I've never heard of you. So as far as, as you, you know, creating this message and going out and telling, you know, uh, one customer, the second customer, you know, that's kind of where our skills mesh there is we amplify that as well to people uh, who have never heard of you. And you can sort of look at, at, at someone with a ton of confidence, and you can say, wow, they're full of themselves. They're arrogant. They're this, they're that. And they're all labels, right? They don't go deep at all. They're just all surface labels right. that are the path of least resistance. Well, welcome to most relationships. <laughs> the really, really important ones are a lot of work. And when I think of that now, because lots has changed. You know, I was, was 20 um, and now I'm 55 and it's, Things have morphed, things have evolved, things have softened, but at the end of the day, nobody is ever going to diminish what I think of me. And I love me, I love, I, but I love the weakness, and I'm, I'm much more apt to talk about the weakness than the strength, but at the end of the day, I love me, and no one's going to diminish that. Because if you have an opinion and people don't take it, Oh, yeah. You know, that's, that's a great life lesson. Pe right, people don't like to not have their advice or their, right. you know, it's like, okay, well, I listen, 
But it doesn't diminish me if you don't do what I... That's why you get a, a kind of like the wrestlers. They get, you know, if you're pinned in one match, you're right back in the in the circle. You're And those are, I think that's your DNA, which is so refreshing. And part of our opening is here. We want to bring 30 minutes of refreshment to every listener's day. Uh, and when they're done listening to us, you know, listening to your story, we want them to be um, encouraged and inspired. And that very day say, I'm, you know, I'm going to, stand up a little taller and believe in myself a little more. And whatever A, B, or C says is not going to diminish my, uh, my own confidence. And I'm a, I'm a giver. So I have much more pure joy when something I've done or given to someone is amplified versus my own successes. And that's very counterintuitive. To but we're going to dig deeper into your own successes. What a salesman would be. Good luck with that. You better, <laughs> you better be on your A game, Anne. No. The, uh, our listeners need to hear the stories of some of your success. We'll get into you know both of our failures uh, in business as well. But the stories of your success really, I think that's the business vitamin to listeners is saying, wow, you know, I, I didn't think of Annie's journey that way. And often, so, so you're in college. I don't want to shorten your story. Uh, you pursue radio sales, which really um, teaches you this whole new skill set of, of your success with connecting with people and your passion about meeting them and pulling you know stories out of them. How did that translate then when you graduate into your career choice? So it was refreshing because I didn't know what I didn't know. And I would um, park my car walk up both up and down both sides of the street and I'd walk in and I'd say, look, this is what I do. I'm trying to do this in Maryland college, but uh, I would like to talk to you about how you advertise what that looks like. And I don't know if I can help you or you can help me because I always looked at it 50, 50, never a day in my life was I subservient. Go the sales rep. Good. I'm going to, I'm going to say what you want me to say. I'm going to do what you want me to do. Most I have bite my tongue while well, that I will do. Right. But, but, but I never looked at it as anything inferior because I was trying to sell something or I'm doing my job. And so that was refreshing to people I said that to. And then I would be me and be impulsive and spontaneous and not necessarily the most thoughtful consider. They'd say, well, I'm not interested. I go, well, that's great. See, we are, I haven't said anything interesting. <laughs> so now we already have that in common, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there were just inane things. And I'd go back and the sales manager would say, but that's this objection and that an objection. I never knew that. I just knew what they were saying. And I was answering as spontaneously. And you remember a time I um, said to this guy, like, like, I know you enjoy seeing me and pulling business, but I can't make money this way. Like you're, you're taking down all my other sales, right? She hasn't bought anything. He had called my sales manager by the time I got back to the station. One of many times the sales manager goes, now, Annie, this is what we just want. But she was thrilled with that. Good. Right? Because you can't, I'm not a professional visitor. Only I'm paying for that. Right? There, there has to be a partnership. And I'm good if there isn't. I'll move on because it's the most no's that wins. It's the most failures that, that propel you to, to the success. You have to fail forward every day in some capacity. Good. Love that. So you uh, graduate and then you go into uh, radio as well. Within six months, I was a sales manager because in the three days a week, I was selling more than full-time people. But when you have X amount, now I was, I was commuting 80 miles one way. So, I mean, I'm, not, you know, I'm, I'm getting up at three in the morning. For my, and, and so it, it 
what is your commitment? And there's no way I was failing. No, no way. I was so not an option. No, no plan B, just love that. Do this for this amount of time. You know, what then? And I thought I, I'm selling something I know everyone needs. At that point, I didn't realize it's the most difficult media, medium, radio yeah. in the world to sell. And people would say, well, I want a guarantee. And at first I'd say, well, what does television guarantee? What does news? Well, no, no, that's not acceptable. Got to get a guarantee. I said, that. so then I thought of one. I was like, I, want, I, got, I have one. Well, what is it? <laughs> you just built Your one. guarantee is you're getting the bill. And I'm guaranteeing you're going to pay it. Because until you pay it, I don't get paid. So that's our guarantee. How's that? What is so refreshing is here, just in this conversation, you have totally opened up about monetary exchange. For, I feel like women in, in if you're an entrepreneur, we want to give, and, I'm, and we're asked to give a million times. We're asked to pick our brain, if you would. Come to coffee. So your, your potential customers want you to come visit, and they want to see you, and they want to keep pulling you know, uh, insight and information out of you. But you're right up front saying, whoa, 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 you know, until you receive my invoice and you pay the invoice, then the transaction begins. Then, then we can start to do work. Uh, what do you say to women who really struggle with that? So it's deeply rooted. If, 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 and, 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 and anyone that knows me knows I say life is a sales call. So you have grandbabies. I'm pretty sure your power of persuasion is used pretty significantly <laughs> right on your on your grandbabies. And so my point is sales is meant to move someone from one position to the other. It's persuasion. Yeah. You know, please see my point of view, but then invest in it. Yeah. Right. Because to invest in my point of view, you're investing in me or you're investing in my team or our process or our company. And so when I look out and I say, okay, what is the, de- what is the deal with money? Cause you couldn't, you know, and I ended up managing a lot of sales reps and, and what, what think about it from the time you have a fully functioning thought about money, what are you taught? We don't talk about money. No. You don't ask someone what they make. You don't say, Oh, you live in this house. Are you rich? Any, any single thing about money, there's no, almost no comfort. It's taboo. It's exactly why when I speak, I say, oh, please speak back. Look at me like, raise your dish. Well, what are we taught? No, no. When someone's speaking, you sit there quietly. You put your hands on your right. desk and you know, <laughs> call on and call, raise your hand, right? And so you're, you're asking people to entirely upend a dynamic that is in our bones, that is in our cultural society. We do not speak freely about money. And the irony is no one could ever talk to me about money right? It's, it's all about what is realistic, not personally, but for a, a business. I could have the best strategy in right. the world. If you can't invest in it, I'm not in the ballpark and we're all wasting our time. So at least give me a range. Do some, I can't, I'm not going to just go out and spit. I feel it. that's so refreshing. I think that's going to um, impact a lot of, especially younger female listeners' lives, just to hear that and to understand that has to be part of the conversation. If you're in business, you want to start a business. Uh, you have to nail the economics down. You have to be transparent and willing to talk about, you know, how much your services are. And that just is not our natural inclination. I had read a statistic that um, younger women are much more willing um, to talk about intimate details of their lives than they ever are to ask their friend, can you pay me back? And I said, wow. So talking about transparent about money, we just don't like to talk. I'm not saying 
all women, but I feel it's a natural inclination, you know, where, where we just, you know, how many times do we get people to say, can you meet me for coffee? And it's like the third coffee visit. And a, there's a constant flow of information and help without, um, without us saying, can I schedule you for a 30 minute consultation? Here's the other thing about money, whether we realize it or not, you know, women or men, because we're up with people, but we have a lot to say to women to, to try to cut down that learning curve. Our only intention is this is to say, hey, don't have as many scars as I have, right? Here's how yeah. I think you can avoid that right, right. And, and, and have the conflict resolution. But here's the bottom line. The more you think of yourself, the more willing you are to ask for a big number, <laughs> and yes. salesmen, particularly women that are in a sort of a commodity price business, oof, right? They're just basically going, is my price better? If it isn't, I'll see if I can make it better because then I'll get a sale. Is, that, is, is price a sale? Is price really a sale or is price saying, yeah, I may be this, this, and this, but on the flip side, you know, there aren't fees. Right. There's total transaction. Right. And so eh, is it is it okay to ask for business from from a million dollar company, a, a, a billion dollar company, a hundred billion dollar company? You wouldn't get me to shrink in any situation based <laughs> on who I'm across from saying that my company isn't as good or better than right. anyone that does what we do. No, that oozes from you. Because that's how I feel. You, and you believe it. I, I mean, believe you're it 100%. Living it. <clears throat> That'll be another conversation. When for I'm a leader, podcast. right? So there are people counting on me to be sort of the hood ornament on the car. And you're, are you windshield? Are you the windshield? Or are you the bug? And let's <laughs> face it, like uh, some days it's tough to figure that one out. But there is a reason your rear view mirror in your car is that size, and then the windshield is that size. I love that. God drive forward. A priest told me that, that. In, in a homily once. Right? I love that analogy. Yeah, and so it's important to understand it's all perspective. And I find when I'm in the most amount of turmoil, I have just completely lost perspective because I'm in my, in my head. I don't go to my personal board of directors and say, hey, I'm really struggling with this. Can right. you take it from my head and put it back into reality so I can sort of process it better because I'm too gloomy. And there, there's not, you know, it's, it's an ebb and flow. So give me one or two um, tips for listeners. How would you encourage them to put on your sales armor, if you would, like to just to walk in the room? So it's it's confidence, um, and they're probably ascribing a price to their value. They're walking in and saying, you know, how much would client A pay pay to work with me or my services? But what kind of self talk should they be doing uh, to to be Annie Carnathan? So there's Mr. Right and there's Mr. Right now. And what does your culture do to support Mr. Right? Because Mr. Right now, when it's not Mr. Right, is just delaying the inevitable and putting people through a lot of heartache in the process. And now, now I'm old enough to understand that Mr. Right's out there. And the good news is I get a, I get a bunch of them. I don't have to have just one Mr. Right. But, but what is going to be the person that, that treats our company and our team with respect? What is... What is the currency when conflict happens? Is it finger pointing or is it, ooh. Good point. You know, if I had it to Good do point. that again. And here's here's what I never, I understand it, but, but I don't internalize it. When someone says, I hate to cold call, 
to me, that's the process of elimination. And there's always going to be tons more who don't want what you're selling versus do. Mm -hmm. But the most no's wins. You have to get through those no's. And oh, by the way, somebody's really rude. They're miserable. Isn't it great? You're not going to be part of that life. You got to <laughs> hightail it right on out of there. And here's the, how, how in the world would it be personal when you as a stranger walked in the door, interrupted their day to to talk potentially about your own agenda. And they're like supposed to be, oh, I was waiting for you. Thank goodness. <laughs> I, I wanted to buy this my entire career. And so in radio, you tend to do, you know, small businesses till you work up to agencies and national agencies. And I thought, hmm, I really much rather now still pull up a stool and have a conversation with someone running a business stand a day. I just want to take one little detour there because I, I promised you I wouldn't yes, go into yes. too many rabbit holes of my own. So my girlfriend, who's struggling like me, had to keep her restaurant open through COVID, calls me last night. And I, my, I start to shake and think she's going to tell me she's going to close. She just was awarded a monetary sum from Dave Portnoy at oh, no Barstool. Way. Love. Un- Love. It's going to put her on the map. And then she opens up this morning. She's shorthanded. I'm there because I'm there every day. I'm like a food fairy. I'm buying as much food as I can from all the restaurants. <laughs> and then I deliver on the people and say, here's some food. <laughs> and it's just to try to help. And I just, I had to show up this morning, right? But I had to be here and I had another call. And and I just, and, and she said, Annie, I'm shorthanded. I opened up to this morning and had a $100 order. Like That's what we're talking about. To, the to Barstool Fund is unreal. Unreal. I mean, 93 out of, I don't even, hundreds of thousands of people and- She's like, Annie, why me? And I'm like, oh, I'll give you all the reasons why. It's just Is her video up? I need to go check out the video. It's a, yeah, it's blowing up, right? And she's trying to run a restaurant, right? And so I don't <laughs> mind that she... Yay for small uh, restaurant owners. Okay, so that happened. And I was just a really quick story, which I do think will sum me up better than anything. So, so long story short, someone connects someone. Um, he, he reaches out to me and says, um, Annie, you know, my daughter's stuck, right? She, she graduated Pitt. It's been a year. She's walking into walls, can't get started. Will you have coffee with her? Which I have to tell you, I've lost count of those kinds of things. So long in the short, we, um, give her a winter internship, which just was like, what? Cause we never have a position, right? Um, and so she became an extraordinary contributor to universal media. Fast forward. She got engaged. Her fiance has a big job in South Carolina. She moved. Today's her last day. And the call, you know, can I talk to you tomorrow morning? Yep. I'm going to work you in. Yep. Absolutely. And she said, I had to just tell you how much you've mentored me, how much you respected me, what you taught me. And I'm essentially going, this is as good as it gets because never in a million years do I think, oh yeah, I'll talk to your daughter who I don't know from a want to post forever because that's how we pay it forward. That's what this show is. It is. And it's, 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 and I said to her, you know, if, if I had a daughter, I'd want her to be you in your extraordinary. And it's not about universal media losing her. It's about her gaining whatever freedom she has. And so, of course, I do take my shot. She's like, I'm not going to work. I go, but yeah, when you do want to work again, can we have first dibs? Could I be the first girl? <laughs> like, I love this young lady. I love her kindness, whip smart. And so I think earlier in my career, I would be like, all huffy. Like, what do you mean you're leaving? Well, this invested in you. I know 
now, and, I, and I'm sure I did react that way at, at points in time, and now the grace with which to say whatever is good for you is good for me, it's goodbye for today, but not goodbye yeah. permanently. Great perspective. Right? So, so those two Great things, and then I'm coming into this, and I'm thinking, I live the best life ever. <laughs> and and yes. really, what, what do those these three things really have to do with you know being the leader of universal media? Almost nothing, but then almost everything. Yeah, it's part of your package. It's part of your DNA. So glad you mentioned where you are now. So you're in the C-suite, like you're all that. I know, I I don't think you perceive yourself as all that. I I don't, I would just tell you, uh, you know, as one of your dear friends and, and work partners, you are all that. And often when I'm talking about you, it's such a, um, non-traditional journey to the C-suite from sales. That's not that's not a direct line. You might come from finance to the C-suite. That, that's more of a direct line. Coming from sales or, or marketing or PR, those are not um, a straight journey. But your emotional intelligence and your skill set uh, makes everyone in the room raise their hand and say, you know, obviously it's an obvious choice. Annie Carnathan has to lead the company. And it's also, I feel, a really powerful message to young ladies who, they don't think of what you do as STEM. And I often say you're, you're in a, uh, leading a media firm. So you do strategic media placement. And then we throw in, you know, a lot of data that, that informs your decisions. So you have to hire smart young people that are data whizzes. Uh, analytics, uh, you know, people who love analytics. So you're really in a STEM role as well. I definitely have to understand how the piece is built out and I have to be willing to risk and innovate because if anyone said they knew where media was going, they're not truthful and they don't know. Right. And I have to be willing to say I'm leading this huge, huge company coast to coast and we don't know either. (laughs) <laughs> but but if you look there it's not a linear progression from um from sales to the C suite because quite honestly the C suite is way more muted because you represent a company and its employees and its owners and all of a sudden Annie doesn't get to be just the straw that stirs the drink yeah. and and sometimes it's very difficult for me to not feel put upon. Like everyone dumps their stuff on me, but then I just have to sort of just go, huh, thank you. Not necessarily <laughs> may I have another, but could you like me? Like what happens with me? And I sometimes I just wanna scream, right? And I have perfected the sneeze scream. I I sneeze and I absolutely scream and let all this hairball stuff out. But I will tell you that even the C-suite path became possible because of my giving. And what do I mean by that? So the people that were brave and and spirited and, 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 and thought enough of me to come to Universal Media, well, that was an enormous obligation to me. This is how I want this business run. This is how we have to press it. When we say it's going to be there Tuesday, it has to be there Tuesday. If there's a problem, we have to say on Monday there might be a problem for Tuesday. So so we had to completely re-engineer and re, um, really redo, if you will, like a do-over for a company that was wildly successful. Didn't need me to be successful. I mean, 86, and now it's, you know, I'm here 10 years. And so that was really born out of, uh, wow, I have this huge obligation to repay for people who actually are here in large part because I 
asked them to be sure, sure. because the faith was there. And and I think to this day in their organizations, there's people I think, oh, I'm going to love her. Oh, we're going to be mad skill friends. We're going to be this. <laughs> and then, you know, when it doesn't work out that way or it actually works out the opposite way, it's like, oh, there's a disappointment, right? So... Um, a lot to unpack, right? You and I are in this for a really long time. And I think we want to just say to people, don't do this, consider that because it's always going to ultimately be their decision. We do with our own stories. And we're going to have a lot of guests, you know, throughout our uh, our journey together that are going to bring their, their types of spirited stories of success. Uh, but I feel one of your great traits is... Um, you almost remind me of those incredible generals. So when you get up and talk or, or we're sitting here in my conference room and talking, I immediately, and there's several executives I could name that are like this, I would go where you go. If you say, Ann, we're going to take X client, I, I would be right there It's a great example you. of this, isn't it? The I podcast. Would, I would, yes, right. this is. So yeah. today was the day, our first fo- podcast, uh, and we're going to be on this long-term journey, but your passion and energy and ability to see um, the future differently than I see it is uh, inspirational to me. And I, I really believe it's going to be inspirational to our listeners. So we're hoping for our 30 minutes, they're just going to uh, have a great opportunity to do something different in their day, learn something. Take one thing from this. Yes. You know, and I'll tell people, I'm going to cut down the trees in the forest. And if one falls where I didn't think it would fall, it's going to fall on me and it's not going to fall on you. And that's really a true leader. I'm going to go down with the ship right. after you're safely uh, on shore. So uh, to wrap up episode number two, and I want to keep talking, asking questions, What's one piece of high gear advice uh, you would share with with listeners? Something from you that you've learned, something in business, something in your personal life with your amazing young son who just got a, a bunch of awards and your amazing husband. I mean, to me, don't ever give up. You can't ever give up. And I think the big difference in giving up or changing tactics, getting new scenery, dropping back, thinking I have to attack this a different way. There's a myriad of ways to never, ever, ever give up. And I can give you examples of calling on people that took years that I was a dog with a bone till they said, don't ever call me again. (laughs) It was going to happen. Right. And now I look back and say, thank God I was that way. Some things, not so much, but I think we're going to be able to say to someone, you're never alone. Yep. As a woman, we're going to find a way for you you know, for them to ask you and I questions that we need to just understand. And and look, we want women to share this. Yes. We're, we're not going to continue doing this if just our friends and family are listening because <laughs> but they listen like to us too. every day. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you. Annie Carnathan. We're Ann and Annie, and we've got a lot more stories to tell. Grit and gravitas, girl. Here we come. Thanks for listening. It's our desire that these stories will bring energy, ideas, and fresh thinking that you can use today. Subscribe to our podcast and follow us on Instagram and have a high gear day.